This guy is uh, super annoying because he has not aged since I've known him, and it Looks makes amazing. me it makes me want to really it honestly punch him right in the side of the neck uh, <laughs> with just an unreasonable fury because he's he been, would heal in five he's, seconds. He's been it looked young better. the yeah. entire time I've known him, even though I know he's not a young person because I've known I've known him for a long time. He's been covering baseball exceptionally for Sports Illustrated, and uh, Billy, he's done the big profile. You came in the other day. Enough with Aaron Judge. I'm done with Aaron Judge. You wanna you want a shot at Tom Verducci here, who comes in and writes the glorified mythology of the sports writer, celebrating the big slugger for the modern pinstripe times. No, I'm, I'm sure it's lovely. How long was it, Tom? A couple couple thousand words? What are we yeah, what A are few we? thousand words, oh. yeah. What's cool is, is, you guys probably know, Aaron Judge doesn't do a lot of sit-down interviews, doesn't do a lot of one-on-ones at all. So uh, it was cool to actually sit down and get inside his head a little bit as he's going through this chase. Is he, is I, he, I assumed it's because he was boring, honestly. Is he a big meathead, uh, <laughs> or is it because he's boring? A little of both. Um, <laughs> listen, he's had nothing but positive press throughout his career, right? But, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's easy to get him to talk about the team and winning, and it's harder to get him to talk about himself. But that's who he is. How much do you think, not about the chase of your piece, how much do you think the Yankees cost themselves by not extending him before the season? Because if he wins the MVP and the Triple Crown, it's not going to be cheap to get, bring him back. Yeah, probably 75 to $90 million. I mean, listen, they made an offer on the table, what, $31.5 million? They're paying Giancarlo Stanton and Garrett Cole going forward $35 million a year. The Angels are paying Anthony Rendon $35 million a year. So it was a hometown discount. I get that. But with the numbers he put up this season and, most importantly, stayed healthy the whole year, that was the one knock the Yankees had on him. I got to believe he's getting close to seven times 40 rather than seven times 31.5. And, and you think it will be with the Yankees? I do. Uh, I think it's hard to imagine that the Yankees won't be the highest bidder. I mean, listen, he sells more jerseys than anybody in baseball. People go to the ballpark to see him. He's an everyday player. He's the greatest homegrown Yankee slugger since Mickey Mantle. He's a marketing dream for any team, but especially for the Yankees. And it's hard for me to believe that the Mets or the Giants are going to outbid the New York Yankees, but they will have to be the top bidder, I believe. How is it in 2022 that you could be a marketing dream when you don't say anything? You're just statuesque <laughs> and beautiful. You hit 60 homers. And hit the ball really yeah, far as a city. Yankee. But yeah. I'm, yeah, you're saying it, but Mike Trout has been great for a long time. In Anaheim. A- in Anaheim, it's that simple still, Tom? Not that simple. I mean, it helps being six foot seven and 282 pounds. He's literally the biggest guy who's ever played baseball, at least a position player. Uh, the number 99, the judge's chamber. I mean, and he's a home run hitter. People love home run hitters. We all get that. And he plays for the Yankees. So he's got the biggest platform to perform. And what he's doing this year is historic. So, you know, he's now matching the platform that he had with performance. Whittingham has an objection to judge, and I'm with him on this, Verducci, and perhaps you could get yeah. with the Times as an old-timey sports writer here and listen to Whittingham, who's got some advice. As you say, he's a marketing dream, and it's a meathead who clubs home runs and you know does rarely one-on-one interviews, and when he sits down with Verducci, the sole searcher, Gives him a few crumbles and quotes that, about the team, but is it is it a market? They'll, they'll, we will build the mythology around this guy. And Whittingham saying, "Not anymore. It's not enough to just be a great slugger." I just I just need a hook, Tom. I need something about Aaron Judge beyond 
the home run hitting, the excellence, the triple crown, the MVP that is eventually coming his way. Uh, even earlier this year, like I was kind of surprised that Aaron Judge was in the running to be AL MVP just because I assumed that Otani was running away with it because of his ability as both a hitter and a pitcher. And I was also kind of mentioning, I think I know more about Edwin Diaz because he has a song that leads him out onto the field. I think Timmy Trumpet is as big of a baseball figure as anyone. I, I don't mean to insult, but like, is there anything in your piece or in learning about Aaron Judge that gives him a hook? I just, I need something beyond his excellence. No, I get it. I mean, listen, you want some personality, right? I mean, it's not to say it's not there, but he's just the kind of flat line kind of guy with the way that he plays. You watch Aaron Judge play in right field. Everything is under control. His parents are school teachers. He's very respectful. Um, listen, I don't think he goes swimming within an hour after eating lunch. I mean, he's that kind of guy, right? So we're looking for personality. I get it. I'm he's not sure there's a lot guy. there in terms of being super interesting. I mean, he's a nice guy. I will tell you that. But what does that mean in terms of, you know, national appeal? We saw that with Mike Trout, right? What's the hook for Mike Trout? He's probably the best player of our generation, all-around player. And yet, part of it is because we haven't seen him win a postseason game. He doesn't have any kind of a national profile, right? So, partly it's it's baseball's fault. It's just not as big as the other sports right now. But I, I do agree that there's, you know, Aaron doesn't give you a big window into that personality. I'm not sure what there is other than this is a really hard game to play on an everyday basis. And he's a nose to the grindstone kind of guy. I'm not sure we're missing something there about, you know, I hate nose uh, to the guy, grindstone kind of him. guys. I don't, I don't <laughs> like those. I hate to write about those. I, uh, Tom, Tom, I want your honest opinion here as a man who's done this well for a really long time. You sat at the computer writing this and you're like, this guy needs to be more interesting. I'm trying to make him interesting, but he's nose to the grindstone guy. I've been doing this too yeah, long. Name recognition. I've been man. doing this too long to write about nose to the grindstone guy. Or can you cult can you cultivate the spiritual peace around any athletic vessel, no matter how much the meathead? Yeah, I don't know if you can make it up, but I was fascinated on this side that, you know, what is it about him and his side that his size enabled him to stay healthy? Because, again, that was the knock the Yankees had on this guy. He was pulling obliques. He had calf injuries. He told me an interesting story about, you know, just as, soon, as recently as, what, three years ago, he'd have one bat at bat to start a game and go right to the indoor batting cage during the game and start swinging, 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 trying to work his way through it. And it was Edwin Encarnacion, a veteran teammate, who told him, dude, all you're doing is practicing bad swings and you're going to get yourself hurt. And kind of a light bulb went on for him. You rarely see him take BP before a game now. He has really cut back on his workload. He never did any kind of recovery when he was young, right? We're 25 and 26 years old. We're all bulletproof. He would just go home, have dinner, go to bed, wake up the next day, do the same thing. Now he's stretching after games. He's going into the hot and cold tubs. He's doing all this kind of recovery stuff. Basically, he's managed to learn, he's learned how to manage through a 162-game season, a 282-pound body. And he's been healthy the last two years. Is that exciting? No, but it's interesting to me that this guy who's playing baseball at a size we've never seen before has kind of, at least for now, conquered that one knock against him that the Yankees did have. Guillermo, put it on the poll, please. Will Aaron Judge forever be unable to capture America's heart because he refuses <laughs> to rebelliously swim nine minutes after swimming, after eating, rather, at Levitard It's dangerous, show. Dan, to do that. Uh, why isn't Otani just the runaway MVP, given that he is quite literally a player without precedent? 
No, I agree. Most amazing player I've ever seen. I don't even know who's number two, but doing what he's doing is the most amazing thing in baseball. But if you're talking about valuable, they haven't played a meaningful game all year, at least since May. Judges carry the Yankees in the second half of the season with all their injuries, and the lineup really has not produced well. I mean, Aaron Judge right now has had more home runs than anybody who's ever won a batting title. So we look at a guy hitting over 300, probably will win the Triple Crown or at least be close uh, for a first-place team. He leads in 10 offensive categories. Here's the big thing for me, guys. He's got 20 more home runs than everybody else in baseball. You guys know back in the day with Babe Ruth and those guys, it was easy to be an outlier. The depth of talent was nothing like what it is today. And yet Judge is 20 home runs clear of the field. That hasn't happened since Babe Ruth in 1928. So basically, you've got two unicorns, right? Otani doing the pitching, hitting thing, and, and Judge hitting like nobody else, literally nobody else in baseball. But for me, he's the MVP when you throw in the context of first place team. It's not Otani's fault he's playing on a bad team. It's like Judge is going to get extra credit for doing it in meaningful spots. Tom, in a strange world where I say, hey, you can manage the Mets or the Yankees in the postseason with the obvious goal of winning a World Series, what team would you choose? Well, that's a great question. I would probably still take the Yankees because I know they have a buy in the first round. I, I think the new playoff format is too heavily weighted towards the one and two seeds. You know, you're playing a team that's coming out of a three-game series, already burned their one and two, maybe three pitchers. Your staff is rested going in. Uh, the Braves play the Mets, as you guys know, that yeah. last weekend of the season, and it'll probably come down to that. So if the Mets are the two seed, that is a tough road to uh, rather three seed. That's a tough road to to win the World Series. I listen, Houston sitting out there and Houston has a better club than the Yankees, and they've proved that this year. Well, the Dodgers so are better I'm than not both. putting the Yankees in the World Series, but right. I like the teams with the bye in the first round. Right. I mean, the Dodgers are better than than both, but I was just going yes. by pitching staff, essentially. Like, I'd rather have yeah, the Mets I get pitching it. staff. Yeah, but yeah. if the Mets have to burn DeGrom right. and Scherzer just to get to a DS, they yes. could be vulnerable to the Dodgers, yeah. Tom, as someone who really loves baseball, you've dedicated your professional life because you care about it. Uh, can you explain to us, and you've seen all the permutations, the steroid age, what it means in New York, because you came through before Sports Illustrated, you were a New York writer in New York, what it means that Judge is hovering around Maris in the area of Maris and Man Mantle. As we forget about history, as baseball doesn't matter the way it used to, does it mean anything to you that this is a home run record that he seems to be approaching, quote-unquote, clean because he's 282 pounds? Yeah, it means a lot because, listen, they've been playing baseball in the American League since 1901, okay? And last night, something happened that's happened only for the third time since then, and that is a 60th home run that was hit. It was Ruth, it was Maris, and now it's Judge. So if you just look at the American League history, it's pretty darn amazing to see the way that it's happened has played out in this day and age where, let's face it, it's harder to get a hit in today's game than it's been since they lowered them out in 1969, or if you want, since the DH in 73. So for him to stand out in this environment... Yeah, the history is cool. The fact that it's still, you know, it's another Yankee on the heels of Maris and Ruth. That's pretty cool, too. I was a little bit surprised, though. I think the ballpark last night, I was there last night. I don't think it was sold out. I saw a bunch of empty seats. I'm a little bit surprised about that. And thinking back to, you know, Bonds and Sosa and McGuire, it seemed like every ballpark was packed as they got close. But as we know, it's a... 
it's a different landscape as far as baseball's national prominence goes, and even in New York. Yeah, you see all these ballparks, you look in the stands, and it's like a made-for-television thing. The fact that you can get anywhere close to a full ballpark in New York for Aaron Judge for anything, in it's not that New York anymore. It's not those Yankees. It's not that as entertainment, where Mantle and Maris were the only thing in town. Uh, going around baseball, though, Tom, can you explain to me how weird it is and how surprising it is to you, even understanding that baseball is weird and surprising? The pool holes thing. Like, I don't... Like, Surprising to you, I mean. You're not surprised by the Pujols thing, but I thought he was done. I couldn't have been the only one who thought he was done. No, you have to be surprised. I mean, he was pretty much done, right? He signed with the Cardinals as this guy to, you know, hit left-handed pitching every once in a while, come off the bench, pinch hit, and that's it. And now he's, like, hitting the ball as hard as anybody except Judge in the second half of the season. It's, it's amazing to see. And I will tell you this. Halbert has one of the, you know this, got one of the great game faces in baseball. I've seen him smile more at a baseball field the second half of the season than I think I saw in his first 20 years of his career. So he's enjoying this ride. It's the way you want to go out, right? Griffey walked away from the Mariners without telling him. Mike Schmidt retired in San Diego in the middle of a road trip. Babe Ruth quit in May because he couldn't stand the owner. Pools is going out with his original team, hitting the ball like he did 10 years ago. So, uh, you know, it's happy. To, I'm happy to see a guy who was at the top of the game basically turn the clock back. And, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that he's hitting the ball this hard this well. But, Tom, I mean, you've been covering baseball a long time. If someone is doing something this well 10 years after they should be, <laughs> given that you play, you went through the steroid age, like – it there. I don't want to be suspicious about well, it Albert. Seems Pools. like you are. What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say, Dan? Yeah. How I mean, the bleep are you able to do something <laughs> no one's on ever done at forty-two years old? Like how? Yeah, you know, I asked Ali Marmol that question. That he's manager of the Cardinals, and he mentioned some mechanical adjustments that he made. He got closer to the plate. He thought Albert going to the All Star game as basically he was a ceremonial pick, right? They honored legends of the game, him and Miggy uh, Cabrera. He thought that really uplifted because it was like a love fest for Albert, and rightfully so among his peers. And, and he thought that really picked him up. Um, you know, he's not playing every day, so I think that has helped a little bit, keeping fresh this time of year. But it is amazing. I mean, I've always thought Albert was the kind of guy with his swing, he could roll out of bed in December from the middle of a nap and get a line drive. But to do it night after night and, and the power he's doing, it is surprising. Yeah. Tom, nobody gets this ending. Willie Mays stumbled out of the batter's box uh, earlier than this age. Nobody is allowed in the history of the sport, not during steroids either, to age and get this ending. Nobody ever. Yeah, I would say the best mic drop I ever saw was David Ortiz, right? His last season. Or you want to go back to Sandy Koufax. He was still top of his game, but his arm was pretty much just so and He was in so much pain, he had to quit. And David Ortiz's last year was just amazing, right? That was probably the best finishing season of any position player. Albert's not quite on that level. Uh, but you're right. It rarely happens to even the best players go out very quietly. Do you care at all that the Dodgers seem to be more overwhelming than everyone by a lot? Yeah, Goliaths are good. I mean, you want teams that are heavily favored, right? It doesn't mean they're going to win, but everybody has to shoot for the Dodgers. I mean, they're... I'm going to push, what, 112 wins or something like that, and it could all go poof if they run into Scherzer and DeGrom. So 
they are the best team in baseball. They're the deepest team in baseball. You just love how they play. The top four in that batting order is like, I mean, that's a modern murderer's row, right? So they're an entertaining, fun team to watch. They can beat you in a lot of different ways, but they're no lock to win the World Series. I'd say they're a favorite, but no lock. As the sport has changed, Tom, last question, with all of its evolutions through the shift, through all or nothing, home running, through uh, every guy coming out of the bullpen throws 101 miles an hour, and it doesn't matter that you have runners on second and third. Nobody's usually got runners on second and third, but the next three guys are going to strike out. That's not an actual rally. Through all of the changes in baseball, which is the one that you find most interesting as the sport has changed and which one do you look at and say i understand why people are done with this as america's pastime it needs to be something different than this well i've been saying for the last few years it's the worst possible formula you could give anybody in a very competitive entertainment landscape these days and that's what baseball's been doing they've been giving people less action over a longer period of time that is a recipe for failure you have to do the exact opposite give people more action over less time that's why I'm looking forward to next season, Dan. I mean, the pitch clock alone will help tremendously. It probably will cut about 15 minutes off the time of game. You said it's not a big deal. Well, it is when the game's 307, but more than that, it's going to be perception. You're going to watch a game and it will look faster. So that is going to be a big change. You're going to have to put up with a month of players complaining about being on the clock and, oh, I need my time because every pitch is like brain surgery these days. I can't wait to see the game. It's going to go back to where it was, at least visually, say 20 years ago. No shift, quicker pace. It'll be a little bit more offense without the shift, so you'll see a little uh, the ball in play a little bit more. Uh, but pace of action, that is, it's not really time of game. Pace of action, we're going to go back, hopefully, to the 80s and 90s, get some more burners on the bases to add excitement to the game. I, I think... You know, I could be wrong, Dan, but I think next year the game will look a lot different than it does right now. And you know what? It's about time. It has to. Which is crazy, though, when you consider that this year, right now, Tom, baseball is getting everything they want. With the exception of Boston and Chicago, maybe, you have the Yankees, you have the Mets, you have the Dodgers, you have the Cardinals. You have the teams that you want to be good, and they're all good, and they're all going to play each other in a postseason. And yet, it doesn't seem like enough to attract enough fans. No, I mean, you're right. It's a great point. You think about the, the, the star franchises, the star players, what Otani's doing. You've got Judge. You've got Goldschmidt with the Cardinals with his own run at the Triple Crown. You've got Freddie Freeman winning a batting title out in, in L.A. with Mookie Betts and a cast of stars. Uh, Scherzer and DeGrom, the best one-two combos since Schilling and Johnson. There's so much in play to say, hey, yeah. the game's in a pretty good spot, but the momentum just isn't there. I think probably what the game needs – is a Dodgers-Yankees World Series, right? That's the biggest possible World Series. Seven-game series, not a four- or five-game series. Then you'll see, I think, big numbers. But anything short of that, it's it's you have to wait till next year to see at least a better product on the field. Uh, thank you, Tom. Always good talking to you. Always good seeing you. Uh, still want to. I don't uh, like seeing him. He still looks too good to kick be honest you with you. In the yeah, face, yeah. and uh, yes, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think he's older than I am. He's he is. He's older an than you asshole. <laughs> just I, I want to say it. I want it known. Just I look at him. Thank you for that asshole. compliment. You said it in such <laughs> a nice way. Thank you, you asshole. Great, thank you to the asshole, Tom Verducci. Uh, good seeing you, sir. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom.